Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Yo, what up, sports fans? You're listening to I Hate This Team, uh, your favorite hockey podcast's favorite hockey podcast. It's a new one I'm trying. It's unsubstantiated, but I think if you like will it into existence. I like it. I think yeah. that's good. Yeah, oh, um, that's good. Anyways, I'm Aaron. That's Stefan that you just heard. And yeah. we have a special guest today. Uh, you might know him from, from twitch.tv. Uh, it's, they had crucified you again. It's, it's crucified Scoob, right? <laughs> Yeah, yep. I had to change it. I was forced to change it after a long time. <laughs> but I'll you had previously known him as Sexual Jumanji on there. Sex yeah. Jay, what's up, brother? You were you were Sex Jay on there for so long, right? So long, so long. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Someone must uh, the wrong eyes got on me, <laughs> uh, the the wrong attention. But uh, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm moving on from it. I'm 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 happy to be here. I'm feeling good. They, Wonderful. You you applied for partner, right? Yeah, I applied for a partner, got denied, and then they that like a week or two weeks later they made me change my name. Oh, so okay. They, maybe so that maybe was it. That could be it. So for any of our like listeners that are just like hockey people and don't spend any time on Twitch, um, check out the Go Off Kings and Chapo Trap House on Twitch. But no, when you're we're trying to become partner, uh, you can well you get a cool purple check. It makes yep. you eligible to be able to earn a higher split. And there's yeah. some like other perks to it, but like higher video fidelity and keeping VODs for 60 days. But it doesn't happen automatically. It's not like YouTube where once you hit the prerequisites, you're just like in the YouTube partner program and you get the bonuses. You have to like apply and then a community manager says, OK, we think this guy would be a good partner or gal. And then you're partnered. Um I actually got in trouble for an old community manager because it used to be completely arbitrary and random. It was so um, like we we got it in 2017 because like we just met the numbers basically and like you would like apply online and like show your other social media stuff so we showed like our podcasts and like Twitter and stuff and then we got it pretty quick but like I think it was like way easier back then because mm-hmm. you guys got it in 2017 or 18 as well. We right? just started well, with well, it. Well, I guess yeah, they that's like true. recruited yeah. Chapo Trap House. They're yeah. like, hey, you guys are cool. I want to be verified, and so they just <laughs> well, did they think- and uh, like. <laughs> Also, picked you up like a kick streamer that's right <laughs> <laughs> um but like yeah there was like a some community manager before that like was trying to um get a get clunge off of uh you try to pick up chicks by like offering them like verified accounts oh and stuff my God. and like yeah. big trouble there anyways you have to apply now and so someone does actually look at your account and they'll just be like okay yeah this guy's cool let's verify them um and sometimes you have to apply like three or four times and they make you like wait a month after. Right. Right. If you, if you get denied. Yeah. So my theory is that they saw it and I'm like, okay, well I don't like this guy and his name says sexual in it. So we can't be having that. Let's bust his ass a week later. <laughs> Ruin his SEO. 
Yeah, it's like when they, they let a criminal out of jail, they'll let him see, like, whose house he goes to or where he runs off to, and then they arrest everyone there. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what they did to me. They let me into society just to nab me again. They um, what if It took, like, Jake, like, two or three times to get the, yeah. the partner application, though, and, like, he was... Just like straight up watching TV and shit. And then one day they're like, yeah, you know what? You got our metrics. Good for you. I like the cut of your jib. So yeah, our, be- our rep was like, well, not our, our, our like manager was like, we told him we were watching cause all our morning streams, we were watching the prices, right. Uh, for like uh, two months straight. And it was fucking great. Cause it's so easy to just watch and like react to. Right. Because it's like, it's a game show and there's all these loud noises and like colorful things happening. And like, it's and it's funny as well and you can play along with it and we told our manager that and he was like you guys need to stop doing that <laughs> because like it probably what like realistically it's like a five percent chance that it would happen but if like nbc or cbs or whatever the channel was or whoever owns prices right decided to they could just like absolutely obliterate our channel and just like have it completely taken down in like no time at all and then we would just be like totally fucked so it sucks because like you can just like I mean we definitely have just watched TV shows on there before. I don't know, Sexually, I know you play like sports games and stuff, but are are mm-hmm. you watching shows on there too? Um, no, I stick to like like the highlight clips on YouTube because then yeah. it's like plausible deniability. Hey, I was yeah. watching a YouTube video. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who the fuck knew, right? <laughs> but you would think if you're watching Price is Right, if you ask Bob Barker, "Hey, can I watch your show on this thing?" He's not gonna say no. No, at this point, it's totally fine. Yeah. Also, it's on. It was like re-uploaded on YouTube anyway, and these are like episodes from like the '80s and '90s, and it's like, I mean, fucking... I think you have plausible deniability there. Ooh. I think you're mad. Sure. All respect to him. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit of a coward. It's a, it's well. He's also a. Law, he's our lawyer as well. So Ooh. it's like it's like that combination, right? Um, but well, yeah, I'm I just mean, imagining a um, like if your your Twitch handler was like, look, I'll make you a partner, but. I gotta be your friend, and you gotta let me on your show. <laughs> I, I gotta have a slot on the show. <laughs> I think our oh, first man. community manager was like kind of like that. I think he like was a fan of like Felix and shit. And he's like, okay, I'll listen yeah. to these guys too. And then he got promoted and they just gave us to another guy who like I've talked to twice since then. I feel um, like we don't even have ours anymore. Like we just have our like outside of Twitch like manager slash lawyer and like we haven't heard from whoever our partner rep was in like two years probably. Yeah, no, the the last time we heard from ours, it was because we got a three-day ban because Chet was doing a middle-of-the-night stream. Oh, right. He, he took a smoke break <laughs> and had just, like, a, a video playing as he was smoking. And the video was, like, a guy ranting in his bedroom, Steve, the Weed is Heat 1996. And he does, like, good rants about everything, like, sports and life, whatever. Um, but in his one rant, he was talking about somebody calling him the F-slur. But he like oh. said the full word or whatever, um, and so we got banned for hate speech. And we're like, uh, "What? What did Chet say when he's playing RuneScape or CS to somebody?" <laughs> and he was like, "I swear to God, man, I wasn't. I was watching like camping videos and fishing videos." And then we checked in with our community manager, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, you're. No one was actually there, but the video you were playing said this, and uh, so we oh, just had man. to eat it." But yeah, Naughty chat. cool, cool website. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of cool uh, 
things. <laughs> that, yeah. That Rangers lit the Hughes Bowl last night. So for anyone that doesn't know, SXJ is a uh, Rangers slash Devils fan, which is tell interesting us about combo. That. Yeah. How'd that come I, to be? I also I need to go on record. I'm, I also have uh, lightning gear and blues gear in my house. <laughs> um, so I was just like in a phase where I was getting um, on sale jerseys. So I got a Zach Parise Devils jersey. I got a Marty St. Louis Rangers jersey. And there's there's nothing wrong with rooting for multiple teams, no. even if they're in the same division and hate each other. <laughs> so uh, I actually have a question. In my head, Canon, you came from like, a family of blues fans. Is that correct? Or did I make that up? No, no, my family doesn't watch hockey. Okay. We're like Wisconsin. It, what the, why did I think like yeah, your dad and uncle were both like super happy when the blues finally won their cup? I just completely made that up. Huh? Cause you guys, nice. I mean, you're, you're Packer, you're Packers fans, right? Yeah. Packers fans, yeah. Bucks fans, but yeah. we, we like legally can't have a team in Milwaukee. Is it because like, of Chicago? Yeah. Cause of Chicago. Huh. I so, guess. Cause Milwaukee seems like it would be a really good place for a team. We have the Admirals. We have yeah. the the minor. They're the Nashville's Nashville minor league team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, we've been to those games. We've been to Admirals games, but yeah, we can't have a real team here because the uh, the Chicago team. That's so crazy. I guess it's because it's like the TV market or whatever, and like the Chicago owners like just won't allow it. But like, and they're like an original team. But you know what? They will allow. Yeah. Well, we know they'll allow a lot of stuff too. I think it's the same reason that. Um, They've they've talked about putting like another team in like the Toronto area, uh, and they're just like like people have tried to bring teams around there, or like Hamilton or something, or like Kitchener Waterloo, and they're just like I mean, there's various reasons for it, but I think one of the reasons is like because it would be too close to like the Toronto TV market. Um, it's funny to imagine them trying to bring a new NHL team to like the Toronto area, and it's like who the fuck would yeah, watch right? it? Like. <laughs> I, I would say, like, what would you think, Stefan, if they brought, like, another team to Vancouver, but you'd probably be cool with it, because then it's not the Canucks, and they'll probably be more likely to to win something. Yeah, I mean, it would be... it. I think now, you know, they're, they're playing better, they're a likable team, they're fun to watch. You know, two years ago, they bring a new Canucks team, uh, or a new, a new Vancouver all team. I'm all in. I, I will say we just passed, also, the two-year anniversary of Jim Benning. Um, and John Weisbrod getting fired. What a what a wonderful day! I what were they calling that yesterday? Liberation Day. <laughs> they were Jim calling Benning it Liberation, Liberation day. day. Yeah, <laughs> the night it happened because I remember. I think Travis Green got fired like the day before or that morning. I thought it or happened all right? at the same time. I feel like the way the rumor the it was being reported on was the Green stuff was first, and then Darren Drager or someone was like, and we're hearing there could be more stuff happening over oh, in Vancouver. Yeah, and I remember just getting so fucking excited. And when the news finally broke, I like ran down the street to the liquor store and got a bottle of champagne, and just like <laughs> drank drank it at my computer desk. I was so fucking excited. I I don't actually have you ever had uh, an experience like that with like a sports team. Um, no, not really. I feel like all my coaches get fired after like sustained success, but it, yeah. it just kind of plateaus, you know, and they get rid of them. And, but no, I remember like Jim Benning, it was like two, three weeks in interviews. They'd be like, so Jim, you're getting fired pretty soon, huh? And he'd be <laughs> like, yep, it, yeah, yeah, I will be but one of these days. <laughs> well, I know with like Boudreaux, that was ha like the Boudreaux stuff was that really That was brutal. so odd. That, that was the, yeah, I mean, that was... 
Boudreaux was different because he was like likable. I think with Benning, it was act, it was a bit of a surprise because it seemed like he was never like he couldn't do anything to get fired. Like he seemed he it just seemed like he had like pictures of Aquilini or something where like uh, he was making just the worst moves. He was so bad with the media. Um, no one had any confidence in him, and he was just like there was no inkling that he was going to get fired, and then it just kind of happened, and and everyone was so excited. But Aaron, did you, um, did you like freak the fuck out when it happened? I know on we, my, I think we talked about it on my Jim Benning um, Liberation Day experience. I yeah, I think I just remember out of work. Yeah, I remember like driving home from work and hearing about it, maybe on the radio yeah. and being floored. I specifically yeah. remember where I was when Rutherford got hired. Yes. I was in Buffalo for tid the season and about to get into the shower. I see it break on Twitter. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like listening to uh, like live like Sportsnet <laughs> 650 radio as I'm like yeah. getting ready to go out for the day and like party <laughs> and go to a hardcore show. Um, this is like kind of related. It's something I've been thinking about uh, just yeah. with that Jim Benning era. And I, you know how you say you're just so happy that like we don't have to watch all of Reckman Larson anymore and like the buyout was was justified just for that reason? Yeah. I something that got me back into like watching hockey full time, be like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go, was that all of Reckman Larson trade because Really? I, because I did not want to watch Louis Erickson and Jay Beagle and oh, that's whoever true. the fuck else, right? So I saw like, oh, Antoine Roussel, that was the other yeah. one. So I like I remember seeing the trade at the time and thinking By the way, all out of the league within like a year. Yeah. Um Isn't that so funny? I remember intellectually <laughs> seeing the trade and being like, oh, that's really like short sighted and stupid. Like I know OEL's on like a a, a down cycle. He isn't the player that yeah. he used to be when he was the most underrated defenseman in the league. Um But I mean this Garland guy looks pretty good, and I don't have to watch these dog shit overplayed or over <laughs> overpaid players like eat up bottom four minutes or whatever like at least this yeah. team is going to be exciting yeah that well, was me when the packers traded aaron Rodgers. like you get excited when your team gets rid of someone you don't really want oh, for sure yeah well it's it's sort of it seems like it's actually working out for green bay a little bit yeah, now it is i mean jordan, jordan love, love looks, looks good he looks good now yeah I, he, yeah he looks good aaron Rodgers is trying to come back from uh, an achilles tear in is he coming season. back this season no, no. It's, it turns out he he was just being a slime ball all along, stringing <laughs> along Jets fans. Hey, I might come back. He's gonna practice one time, and they're gonna be like, he's not playing. He's yeah. come on, guys. Let's be yeah. real. He's not playing. How old is he? He's thirty nine. He, he might be forty by now. At, oh at the time God. of talking, I don't know. Yeah. Did, God damn. What, did you guys see? Speaking of Achilles tears, the guy that was shooting the half court shot at that basketball game who teared his Achilles. <laughs> What? No. no oh, I see, see this? See oh man, this. I, I heard no. it. It was. It happened like two weeks ago, and like I listened to the clip. They played it on Halford and Bruff in the morning, and yeah, they're doing the like shoot for fifty grand thing from center court. Oh, it was they, a Lakers. It was at a Lakers. Yeah, game. yeah. The guy like shoots, and as he's shooting, his Achilles tears. He like falls over, and the whole crowd gasps, and he's like, "Did I win?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> Oh no. no. Oh my god. Okay, I'm just I'm watching Oh no, this is so <laughs> brutal. It's so good watching it on YouTube because you can do the you can look at the uh like the time bar or whatever at the bottom and see exactly where the injury happens. Oh yeah, because that's the most replay. 
The oh, the headline man. of this article in the Daily Mail is pretty good. Incredible moment Lakers fan appears to injure his Achilles trying to make a half court shot <laughs> for fifty five thousand dollars in Sunday's win man. against the Houston Rockets. <laughs> well, it's one of the I mean, with those injuries always look so harmless, right? Because he just kind of stumbles a little bit. Dude, the picture's um, so funny. He's, I know. He's doing it's the so Peter funny. Griffin on the yeah. ground holding his leg. <laughs> oh, that poor bastard. God. I've seen, like, um, uh, a few weeks ago playing soccer, there was a girl on the other team who no one was near her. She had the ball and and kind of made, like, one little, like, move and then just, like, fell down and was like, oh, yeah, I, I think my Achilles just, like, completely ripped. Um it's like so scary. You just get to a certain age, I guess, where like uh, you could just be moving around and just something explodes inside of you. A it's client of mine, when I was personal training, tore his Achilles. He was, his son was really into soccer and they were doing like a kids versus like parents soccer game. Oh, and man. he was like running around and he thought someone did like a slide tackle behind him and like completely took out his leg. Yeah, And he was like pissed off and turned around and there was nobody there. It was just what he felt was his Achilles snapping oh. or tearing. Oh, wow. And wow. it felt like as if someone just had like booted him down there really hard. And then he's just like on the ground. There was no one around him. And uh, oh yeah, it took like six or eight months to Jesus. be able to like get back to a place where he was regularly exercising my, again. My dad has had two injuries like like pl- like playing with with us when we were kids that are both pretty funny to look back on. Uh, one of them was he got my sister a skateboard for her birthday, for her like tenth birthday or something, and we went up to the park uh, near our house to like try it out. And my sister was like, she was she had like helmet on, like pads and everything. She was like trying it out a little bit, and then my dad's like, oh, let me try. And he got on it and immediately slipped off and like broke his wrist. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and then the other time was he was like coaching us in soccer, and was and was like, oh, I'll go in goal for this drill here. And he like dove to make a save and like broke a rib, <laughs> which is just like, I don't know if you guys have had rib injuries before. It's so fucking bad. I've had it like slightly out. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. I, I got one playing soccer earlier this year where I ran into like, I ran into this guy who was like turning around and, and got his elbow right in my rib and it felt fine for the rest of that game. And then I couldn't sleep the next couple nights. Oof. And like, basically it hurt to sneeze for like a month. And it's just like, yeah, you you can't there's like literally nothing you can do. You can just kind of like lay around and, and just wait for it to get better. It's so bad. <laughs> Fucking being sucks. being an, a parent of any adult and getting an injury like that it has yeah. to be the most helpless feeling. But especially oh. when it's like during a a child's and then a parent's like <laughs> softball game or something yeah. around everyone else. That's it's so embarrassing. Oh, God. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Ask your kid to drive you home? Like, <laughs> yeah, you need another parent to drive. You oh home. man, yeah. or to the hospital? Even worse, you don't want to pay oh, for an God. ambulance. No, oh man. Um, we we briefly touched on the Hughes Bowl. Yesterday. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, I mean, arguably one of the best games of the year. I mean, not not as a Canucks fan because the, they lost in in pretty annoying fashion. The first but... fifty nine minutes and. 27 seconds or whatever really good great great game fantastic yeah. game yeah. i was all in even when they yeah. were down 4-1 i'm like you know what vanacek kind of sucks ass he does i, I and feel like, like they're not out of this yet yeah and demko will bounce back you know like it's yeah it's 
What oh, a moment, man. Hoaglander scoring oh, Hoaglander that, scoring that tying so goal. Sick. Yeah, Ooh. it was great. I, I like stood up off the couch. I was like fist pumping. I was so stoked. And then, but it just felt like because they so they lost. If you're listening to this, obviously you probably <laughs> six five. Yep, six five. Uh, again, I you know objectively like a really fun game. But let's paint a picture um, for the non-sports fans here. Yes. So yeah. the Canucks get down four one in the first period. Yeah, and then score like the. Their second goal with like less than a minute left in the first. Yeah. It was like the nineteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. very weird. It's and, like I'll take it. it. it was, and it was like the Devils were already off the ice. It felt like there was no one else <laughs> yeah. on the ice when they did it. Um, also, this game is is between the the three Hughes brothers. Uh, New Jersey has Luke Hughes and Jack Hughes, and Vancouver has Quinn Hughes. And uh, Jack and Quinn are two of the best players in the league. And Luke is really really good uh for a rookie skater and will be one of the best players in the league most likely solid um, argument that like two of the five best skaters in the nhl are brothers at this yeah. this current moment yeah and like luke if looks, not two of the top luke 10 looks skaters. really good already because he's yeah. like he's like big too he's like tall right yeah and the yeah, other two huge are short yeah, and he plays on like their power play first line already yeah mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, well, he's going to get so much time now, too, because Dougie Hamilton is it's, out. It's really so. interesting watching Luke Hughes because you can tell that he thinks the game like his brothers, but yes. he's bigger. So he can't like yeah. turn on a dime at this in yeah. the same way. But he also has like way better reach. So he's, yeah. it was it was fun although he got Joshua that. on that. The one penalty that Joshua no, like, took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on the, yeah. the power play or whatever, yeah. like. He was walking the line like he was Quinn Hughes. Yeah. And you could see it but there, he, but he was just doing it in a different way because like he has been blessed yeah. with being taller. And his shot, the, his goal was a really nice shot too. Mm-hmm. Like, man, no, he looks they're just like fun players. It does as as Canadian fans, I mean, I, it's not as worrisome now, I think, because they don't they basically don't do international best on best hockey anymore. <laughs> um, but the idea of all three of those guys playing Fuck. on the same team for Team USA is fucking terrifying. Oh, then you just you, then you the got the like Kachucks as well, and you've got oh uh, Ottinger, Demko, and oh, Austin uh, Matthews. Oh yeah, Austin Matthews too. He's yeah. up there. I, yeah, I think that, I think they're better. Well, the thing, yeah, I mean, this oh, is something yeah. I feel like I I want to talk about this at some point, but like Canada is sort of. I mean, it's obviously Canada is still really sick, but. They don't have the goaltending, right? They really don't have the goaltending. Like, who's their goalie right I, now? I talked about this a bit when John was on. I think, like, well, there's Devin Levi or Levy, but he's sent down now. It's probably Carter he, Hart. You know who it is? Mm. I think it's Connor Ingram. <laughs> I, those aren't good options. Like, your best option there is Carter Hart. And every time I post about Carter Hart, I, I think he's good. Everyone in my mentions is like, what are you talking about? You don't watch hockey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on the year. He's like a very yeah. cyclical goalie. Where it's and also, like, the Flyers suck, too. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. I wonder, like, you know, if, say, Carter Hart played for the Devils. Yeah. Like, would he look sick? Probably. Maybe. Let's look at the goalie. Let's look at the goalie stats right now. I know we're kind of all over the place, but we have we have Sex J as an American guest. It is good to talk about this, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we look up like uh, NHL goaltending stats, potential uh, best on best hockey lineups. I mean, I think if you're looking at like if you're looking at just like games played. Oh, um, Pittsburgh's goalie. He's been pre- he's been okay this year, I guess. Right? Tristan Jari. 
Tristan Jari. He's okay. Yeah. But then it just like, man, it just, I'm just sorting by games played, right? So these aren't even like the, the best, like the league leaders necessarily. Then it goes Jordan Binnington, who has been better this year. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood on one of the worst teams in NHL history. Stuart Skinner, horrible. Uh, Cam Talbot has been really good, but again, plays on a good team. Then it's Carter Hart, then Connor Ingram. Do you get you Ingram? Wanna... Ingram is eleven and three. Like he's, yeah, he's no, having he's a hell of really well. Aiden Hill as well looks little... good too. Yeah. So, but it's just like I think there's just the lack of like name recognition. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If uh, you're like, who are the, who are the t- the best goalies in the league? You're not naming a Canadian goalie. So, okay, I pulled up. I, I just searched for like best on best lineups and found this article from this August in Sportsnet. Yeah. And it's projecting what Canada's lineup would be. And I think you're going to want to recoil in horror. Okay. That's uh, a real sicko then doing this in August. Yeah. Well, these is, are this, the dog is this, days. this is Sportsnet too. So they could have some fucked up choices. Yeah. They, they, also, to preface this, um, the roster doesn't account for the possibility of an under 23 team. Hello, okay. Connor Bedard featuring four forward lines. Blah, blah, blah. First line Zach Hyman, Connor McDavid, Mitch Marner. Okay. You're I mean, already, I mean, Connor McDavid, sick. Mitch and Martin, Zach cool. Hyman plays well with him. Zach Hyman is good. Yeah, you you're, you're like dipping into that well of like, let's get Kunitz to play with Crosby at the Olympics. A little bit, like, but that worked. It worked. That worked yeah. at the Olympics, so, you know. Second line, Stamkos, McKinnon, Braden Point. Okay. Okay. I mean, Stam- Stamkos I, lost Stamkos, his fastball. Stamkos shouldn't be, well, this is Sportsnet. Sportsnet yeah. is, Stamkos is, is not on that. He's not making the team. No, I don't think so. Um, a bit, bit older. Line three, Marshawn Crosby Bedard. Okay. Crosby's been two, sick. Two older guys. Crosby's believe, been good. I believe Marchand's Crosby's still leading good. the league in five on five points. Yeah, he's been he's been really good. Was McKinnon on the second line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was okay. centering Stamkos okay. and Brand Point. Okay. Uh, fourth line. Hold on to your ass, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau. Okay. Well, Dil- this was- <laughs> Dylan Cousins and Mark Stone. Okay, Cousins had a good year last year. Mark Stone, I've got a little bit of time for. I don't know. Why that. are you picking I, Huberto after that last <laughs> season to count? Like, what the fuck are you thinking? That, uh, you, you know who I, you know who I wouldn't mind on there if they're going younger is Mason McTavish. Yeah, get him on there on the fourth line. Um, Bedard, I like that they picked him. Obviously, I'm just, I am just going through like NHL forward scoring leaders right now. No, Canadians. I. <laughs> I don't know what's, I mean, it's not looking great for Canadians right now, necessarily. I know it's still early, but. Are you guys playing here, basketball? What's going on? Here, 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 I mean, they've, here been, the they've been better at basketball. Yeah. Okay. Our D is, pre- the D is pretty good. Makar like, Morrissey. Right? Okay. Yeah. Petrangelo, Owen Power. Okay. Dougie Hamilton, Morgan Riley. Yeah. See, that's Man. a lot better than the forwards. I yeah. And then they have yeah, the reserve they, skaters as Connor Verhage, Nick Suzuki, and Brandon Montour, which I've got no qualms with that. I would put Devin Taves in there, just have him with Makar. Yeah, like why not? If right? you're going to do that with fucking Zach Hyman. Now here's yeah. where it gets real fun, the goalies. Oh, no. Um, start, <laughs> start. Me, you, and Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> the starter, Stuart Skinner. Oh. Uh, well, he, he looked... <laughs> He looked better at this point uh, when the article came out. Yeah, it's it, still very much good. a hindsight 50-50 thing. Um, yeah. Darcy Kemper is the backup. Okay. And third is Devin Levi. 
Man. And Devin Levi, again, looked like Yeah, it was a shit. presumptive starter. He finished yeah. the season really well. In I Buffalo. think right now it would literally be... It would be Connor Ingram, Carter Hart, and like Jordan Bennington. Or no, it, it would be Talbot probably the way he's playing. But or again, he, well, the thing is, I just don't like anytime it's like, okay, our goalies are going to be the three guys who are doing the best this year. Yeah. And not like the three guys who have been the best for the past 10 years, right? Like, like Team USA, oh man, Team USA, I think at this point, you can't count out any team that has McDavid, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you've got like, you could have like, I mean, think about their power play, right? You've got Makar, McDavid, McKinnon. Like, That's just those nasty, three guys yeah. alone is so disgusting. And I think you actually want, um, what's his name that was left off in the reserves for 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 gay? Uh, for, for, oh, for, for Haggy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for Haggy, yeah. Sorry, yeah. but him over um, Huberdo, because... Well, Huberdo uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, is nowhere near the list He's not now. getting an invite to the 60-man <laughs> no. roster. <laughs> no, but like, so Team USA... Um, obviously, so like, should we do, should we do forwards for team USA? Maybe. Yeah, Let's, sure. Uh, oh man. I mean, JT Miller mm-hmm. is playing great. Jack Hughes. I mean, the way Brock Besser is playing, I think, I think he might be on the team if, if you're basing it off Hell, this year. Why not? Yeah. Jack Eichel, Jake Gensel, obviously Austin Matthews, oh, Kyle Connor. I forgot about DeBrinket, Jack Eichel. Dylan Larkin, Clayton Keller. Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson. Jason Robertson, who's having. Forgot kind of about him. Year. Yeah, I mean, US do look they, pretty good. They have a good team, and then just with the good. goalies and their defense, I mean, I I would probably favor the U.S. over Canada. Yeah, I think so too. It, it would be close. It'd be a really good game, I think. Which is why, like, it's such a crime that we haven't fucking seen this yet. I know, I know. But also, I will, as I was saying earlier, it's kind of good luck for Canada in a way because, like, I think the USA might fuck us up. You know? Yeah, and they're doing what are they doing next year? Like a a four country tournament or some shit? I mean, that's gonna so be really yeah. Stupid, the the rumor or what they're talking. I don't hate it as much as a lot of people hate it. I think yeah. like anything's better than nothing. But yeah, it'd be like a week long or so series where Canada would play the U.S. two or three times, and Sweden and Finland would play two or three times, and they would do it in Europe, and then yeah, our, we would do it here, and then they'd like based on seeding play each other and then the winner of those like semifinals play each other in a finals which okay. would be very funny if you got like a Finland US final just because of like <laughs> stuff getting fucked up but if they're doing it over the course of a week or a week and a half the team's coming back from Europe to play the finals in Vegas or wherever it would be held um kind of at an inherent disadvantage it's just it. It's cool that they found a way to make a worse version of the uh, hockey World Cup. Which yeah, sucked. apparently too hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, go ahead, Zach. Yeah. Uh, oh, I I was gonna say um, what was I gonna say? Oh, they should have it on like in the middle of the ocean, like have it right in. <laughs> yeah. Just so so the one team isn't at a constant disadvantage from the the time shift. That's a good idea, actually. You I know like who we that. haven't it's mentioned kind of right for the, the U.S. as yeah. well is um, Adam Fox, Connor Hellebuck, oh Charlie McElvoy, yeah Clayton Keller. Forgot about yeah, him. Man. Kyle Connor. No. They have a really, uh, they have a really, really like Dylan Jake, Larkin, Jake Sanderson, oh Andre Miller. They have a really good team. Um, oh, what do we have if we don't have hockey left? <sighs> <laughs> I mean, they have gotten better at basketball. Yeah, you guys, you guys won there. the FIBA. You guys did good in the FIBA. We, yeah, I think we, we got the bronze medal. Yeah, we blew but it I in mean, the semifinals because, and then beat 
America it for the bronze medal game, correct? Yeah. yeah. I think that's right, yeah. But, I mean, you know, they've got uh, SGA, who's, like, insanely exciting and really good. I think, uh, you know, it's... We're st- and we're still really good at hockey, I think, yeah. too. Like I, you know, I think if, if you were having a best-on-best tournament, like, Canada could still easily win it, but, man, the U.S. just looks really stacked. I'm, I'm a little worried. Folks, I always say, that's why you gotta play the games. Matchups make, uh... What do they say in fighting? Oh, I don't even know. Uh, there's, there's always a quote in the UFC where it'd be like, you know, this guy beat this guy. Styles make matchups? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Sexually, I was going to ask you, how is the... Uh, sorry, I was looking through Twitter right now, and I just saw a video of a guy shooting himself in the penis. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Fuck. Nice. Now we got our episode <laughs> title. <laughs> I'm really... Like, I have the hockey account still. I don't have my main account anymore. I have the hockey account. And it's, again, just for hockey news. But the first thing I see... And it's because producer Dan has quote tweeted this video of a guy shooting himself in the dick. <laughs> And it's really stupid um, and really bad, but I forgot what I was going to fucking say. Oh, no, sexually, I think I was going to ask, have you been playing the new, you've been playing the new UFC game, right? Is it UFC 5? Yep, UFC 5, but if you have UFC 4, it's the same game. Okay, that's kind of what I was going to ask, because I I feel like I've played 3 and 4, and they seem identical to me, Um, and this one is basically the same. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's basically the same. Uh, The graphics... I'd say the graphics are a little bit better, but it it feels exactly the same when I play it. Okay, how's the uh, how's like the create a fighter? Because that was always my favorite part of it. You, you could make some absolute freaks. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's still good. I made okay. I made a freak the other day. It was like a purple purple large behemoth. It was great. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I like I will say that game is like knocking someone out or getting knocked out in that game is it looks really cool. They do a really oh. good job with it. Oh, yeah, the animations and the graphics and stuff like that, that feels excellent. But, like, the actual, like, pressing the buttons and the thing happening, just not really pleased with that. And the roster and the fans sucks. It's still, like, John Finch and stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah, dude, there's still, like, Paige Van Zandt, people that haven't fought for the (laughs) UFC since, like, 2019 before COVID. And it's just, it's jarring. Like, the uh, the last game came out before these people fought. It makes no <laughs> sense. Oh, that's so good. I mean, I love EA, like, you know, I, I know we've talked about this, XJ, and I think, Aaron, we've touched on this a little mm. bit, but, like, Setting EA, a lineup in the offseason. Yeah, that's that, to me, is the ultimate, like, sign of, like, is this game, that's the canary in the coal mine to me of, like, is this game going to be good? Is and I will say NHL 24 this year, honestly, pretty good. I basically only play um, like the three v three online mode with my with my buddies, where each person controls one player because it it is genuinely very fun. Um, but the for me the canary in the coal mine, and this is something that you have not been able to do for like going on, I'd say easily a decade at this point, and it just shows how little they care about the game because they're not making money from this part of the game. But in franchise mode, in the off season. Um, you know, when you're like, you know how in the off season in franchise mode in video games, you're like planning your roster and it's like so much fun, like planning what next season is going to be like and everything in NHL, there is no way to edit your lines or even, uh, see the edit lines screen in the off season. So, so like you can't plan it out in the way you would like to. And the only way to see like a list of players is to go to like just the full roster list 
and like sort them by like their different positions and stuff. And it's like, how, how hard would that be to put that in the fucking game? And it's been like 10, 12 years at this point. And I'll tell you right now, they didn't do an NHL 24. Cause like, why would they, they don't make, they only, I mean, ultimate team ruined sports games. I think, unfortunately is, is what it is. Um, and I've said for years, and I think they're moving towards this, but if NHL basically made their EASHL, like world of Chell 3v3 mode free to play, and you could like buy jerseys and buy like, um, you know, haircuts and stuff like that and celebrations, and they made it free to play like Rocket League, that would be a really successful popular game because it is genuinely fun to play. But the problem is no one wants to spend fucking $90 or whatever to play a game if they're not already hockey fans, right? Fuck no. So, I don't know. Anyway, it's, they I, need I don't to know. win some favor back. I, I would, that's because that's all I play, right? Then I wouldn't have to buy the fucking game. And here's the thing. If anyone from EA is listening right now, I would pay for celebrations. I would buy stuff from the in-game shop Stephen, if it please, was a free-to-play sellies. thing. I, I would buy, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I would buy sellies. I would buy sellies. God, oh, I man. fucking hate, they, two things that they got to stop doing commercials. Yeah. One, the word selly. I hate it so much, man. You you wouldn't get this in the states, I don't think. But you know, no, Col- no, Colby Armstrong, uh, oh, former, he played really with bad. Sidney Crosby, and he's like fucking quirky retired NHL player, but he's like cool and he talks using shell speak. There's this commercial for like life insurance, I think, and it's him on the ice with like a bunch of kids, and they they're always like celebrating a community member, like someone's mom, or like this old as bones fucking old codger referee and then they'll be like you know Sydney, for being a great mom this selly's for you and then like the kids do a <laughs> flying v or whatever it's it so so much because they're teaching these kids to say selly instead of celebration mm-hmm. so now these kids are going to grow up saying it and yeah. and the other commercial that we get a lot here uh with like hockey culture I'm stumbling because I forgot what my point was going to be. Oh, yeah. No, it's calling uh, products the goat. Because oh. the, there's oh, there's another one where the yeah. stinger is like the goat of car insurance. And it pisses me <laughs> No, no, it's not, it's not of car insurance. It's, it's the goat of mortgages. And it'll be like a stinger that goes into the game sometimes. I'm like, you're not allowed to say that you're the greatest of all time at mortgages. Or interest oh, rates or some shit. Like someone, I, I've been I've been thinking about this phrase uh, for the past few days because someone uh, <laughs> on stream the other day in the chat said that uh, Jesse was the throat woat, and Jesse <laughs> took it so personally. <laughs> Don't call me the throat worst of all time. He was so mad hey, about that's, it. That's rude. <laughs> throat woat. <laughs> the throat woat is really good. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the game last night. Yes, we can. We can we're kind of going. We're gonna, in we're out, gonna pull it back. Yeah. Um, no, I mean it was it was crushing as a Canucks fan, and I I mean Aaron, I'll ask you this because mm. Sex J, you were watching as as like a Devils fan, and it was you know different point of view. But for me, Aaron, I felt like right after the Canucks tied it up, I was like, they're gonna lose in regulation. Yeah. 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 Like, I know. I that, just had that well, because there is. I was looking at the underlying numbers. They didn't make any fucking sense to me based on watching no. that game. But here goes. Devils outplayed him in the first. We knew that. That that tracks. Yeah. Canucks had better Corsi um, and like a way better expected. Go- they had a 70% expected goals in the second period at five on five. That kind of matches my eye test. I saw them like coming back. Like I didn't just go to bed because it was fucking 
five two. Yeah. Like I, I decided to like keep watching. They they and, looked good. The second period they looked good. Here, third period, and I don't know if this is just because like the three minutes after the tying goal, but the Canucks only had thirty seven percent of Corsi in the third period. Yeah. Um, like Devils that expected goals of like fifty seven percent in the third. And so I don't know if all that came like in that last three minutes or because I was like, OK, my and my expectation when looking at like underneath the hood was that score effects would take over and the Canucks would have dominated in the third period. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can discredit like how good New Jersey is. Um, They're really good. And how much yeah. pop they can have and kind of score at will. Um, defense is younger and probably not as, as like structured as they were last season. And the goaltending is awful, but like there's really nice pieces there. So as much as it's like the Canucks made more gaffes in that game defensively than I think they've made combined all season of like the the six five goal, the um the hollow goal in the first period. Like yeah. there was that what was it, the Eichel goal, and then there was um that Maddie Beneers goal against them that were really awful. But this like felt like I was watching last season's Canucks with some of the mistakes that they made. And I don't want to like they played 26 games and have looked good, responsible for like 25 of them. Yeah. So I don't want to like overreact at this one result, especially just because it was like dramatic. Um, I, I guess my point is like New Jersey look good and you have to like hats off to them. Right. Um, there's concerns here, but I think it's like a small sample size compared to the the much larger sample size of this season. I, I'm not too worried. I, I yeah. mean, I think like. Honestly, at this point, anything it, we're playing with like house money at this point, right? Yeah. Because like you know, going into this year, we both said it's like uh, it's like a coin flip if they make the playoffs. Our expectations were like middling to low, I would say mm -hmm. overall. Um, and obviously they came out like so hot. Um, and you know they were going to regress a little bit, but they're they're comfortably in a playoff spot right now. I'm I'm not too concerned. I think they'll be fine. You know, Susie will get back. Myers has to get out of the lineup. I can't watch I, Tyler Myers I heard, anymore, man. Here's, here's an interesting Tyler Myers point that I heard today. Tyler mm -hmm. Myers is a good barometer for just the general market's feel of our defensive play. Whenever the entire team's defense is bad, it's like, this fucking Myers guy, get the fuck out of here. Whereas mm -hmm. like when the team's playing well, you're like, you know what? I do think he's a, a good six <laughs> defenseman on a really good team in the NHL. He's got good reach. Um, yeah, he was bad, but like as were Ronick, as was Cole. Um, I don't think Tockett set him up for success playing like Myers and Zadorov as their number one shutdown pair against Jack Hughes. Like, what did you think was going to happen? They're going to get yeah. exposed. So yeah, yeah, like that Jack Hughes goal was real bad. And it was almost like Jack Hughes knew, like, oh, Tyler Myers is on me. He's going to fuck up. Let's just wait for it. And surely enough, uh, he did. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like both teams made mistakes last yeah. night. Like, yeah. Most of the Canucks goals in that second period when they were coming back were on the power play. And the net was just wide open on, on the rebound off Vanacek. Like, he's just giving up. Oh, the, the Hoaglander right. goal was just like wide open, horrible rebound right to the slot. Like, and then Timo Meyer is just like standing there, not even, not even putting a stick on no one. The, the Hoaglander goal was almost like a mirror image of the Brat goal that won it, right? Where yeah, you just like throw it onto the net, and then it's you know, Demko, not a great rebound, but like there's no one there watching the guy in front of the net, right? It's the, just like wide open. Yeah, the other nice thing about this game is. If this happened last year or the year prior, 
and you went like you were listening to the post game interviews. There have been a lot of talk about like moral victories, and we like really gave it to them, and we were mm-hmm. in it the whole time, and at least we gave the fans something to cheer about. But now they're like fucking pissed. I love it. They so have because cool. they have expectations. That's yeah, a, that's really good. Yeah. Um, um the uh, thing I I feel like you're probably going here at some like next maybe Aaron, but the Kuzmenko stuff with Talkit. I don't know if you heard his quote. Yeah, he's not very happy. With Tired him. answering questions about him. He said. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. He's got a four check. That's a sticky situation. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you were saying this in the discord and a bunch of other people were, too. But it's like, you know, his contract is not like horrible and it's good. They only signed him for those two years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, hopefully he bounces back I, a little bit, but I feel like he just doesn't fit the system that talk it wants to play. I, I think there's a, like, a, like a lot of stuff that could be happy right now is trying to like ram square pegs into circular holes. As yeah. the saying famously goes, yeah. um, like I, I think like Talkit wants to play a specific way, which is like why he likes Zadorov so much. He wants to be big, and he he said after that trade that he likes players that go through other players. So I maybe that's why they decided to match up um, Myers and and Zadorov against uh, the Jack Hughes line. Is like, well, they're yeah. big guys; like they should be yeah. able to impose their will and clog up the in front of the net and not allow them to get their whatever and it's like well it's good in theory but i don't think it's going to actually work with those two specific players yeah and with kuzmenko it's like you have to be forechecking you have to get to the you know dangerous areas of the ice which i think he's good at finding a space and like going to the net but he's certainly not a forechecker and he's certainly not like a north south player he is a large ice surface east west try to make the perfect pass yeah. And he's also now snake bitten because he hasn't been producing. Like there's a couple of points on that one power play. Instead of just shooting when the puck came to him, he tried to like go around the defender that was diving and then like backhand a pass through the slot again when like he would have had a really good scoring chance if he just fucking shot. Yeah. So like he's also overthinking it. I apparently Kuzmenko seems coachable. Like I hope their relationship holds up. But there's Hopefully. a very real chance that he's scratched against Minnesota tomorrow. Or today? No, I'm. It, the episode should be out tonight, so tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we'll and then see. If that happens, you would expect he might get traded because if, if he's already mad, he's not producing and well, not getting to do the stuff he wants. You know. Yeah, and I it's know like you're not as the, in his, the weeds with yeah. like hockey agents, but Kuzmenko's represented by this guy Dan Milstein, who represents like the majority of Russian players in the NHL, and he is a very vocal agent there's like a a running gag that he's the canucks assistant general manager because the canucks have like five or six players in their system represented by him and nikita zadorov they just acquired from calgary was required largely because his agent dan milstein just went on twitter and was like my client wants a trade he needs to play more and then within less than a month like he's in vancouver now right and everyone kind of saw it coming yeah so so, like if Kuzmenko's a scratch in three out of five games, and he's your fourth highest paid forward. I don't know, man. It's not great. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to turn into kind of another Connor, Connor Garland thing. Except Garland mm-hmm. at least plays the way that Talkit likes. Yeah, you know? and, and so. Garland. That's another thing too, right? With this whole like square pegs theory is Canucks top six at five on five. Whenever they've played another elite top six, yeah, recently, be it the Devils, the Avalanche. Vegas 
Eichel ran a train through him. Um, McKinnon did the same thing. They've just, and Vancouver has really good top of the end up players as well, right? Like look at the scoring leaders with where Patterson and, and JT Miller are. Um, and they haven't been able to match that. My personal theory is that they should be playing with each other, but the Canucks just don't have the same center depth to, to match that. But like the other two really good five on five play driving forwards that you have are Garland and Hoaglander who are short. Yeah. And I think yeah. he it like, look at who he elevates. It's, it's Dakota Joshua. It's Sam Lafferty. It's Phil G. Giuseppe. It's like Lafferty has been great by the way. Lafferty has been really good. That's yeah. Enough. Like that's, yeah. that's a good, I like that's a happy success story. Do I think he's going to keep scoring this pace? Probably not, but I'll take it while it's here. So I think like maybe the most obvious, Oh, we need to get them to, to drive play more. be like, you know, stick Garland with, with Miller and maybe stick Hoaglander with Pedersen and see what yeah. happens. But I also understand why they wouldn't want to do that too. But even if it's like the, maybe the most clear path to controlling five on five play more. This is, I'm getting a lot of parallels with my bucks here, you know, like <laughs> a team with a lot of good players, but they can't really find the combo that works against the good teams. So they keep, they're like kind of hitting a wall. So, uh, yeah. Pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, there's good personnel there. And I like a lot of these players in a vacuum, but it's just, how do they mix in the roster? I don't know. I don't know. And ex- yeah. here's the thing I was thinking about today, Stefan. It was a line I'd be interested to see. Fucking Pedersen. Yeah. JT Miller and yeah. Hoaglander. I hope they do that. And then Hoaglander, work, he's such a hardworking player, right? And I then, just want, this is maybe like that. when a Pew Suter's back type thing. You can keep that Garland line intact with Bluger and, uh, and Joshua and then do Suter, Kuzmenko, Besser. Yeah. That sounds good. To, hopefully Suter comes back. And it's like. Too. Besser and Kuzmenko not known for driving play by themselves, but I don't know. Maybe you try something. And I think that top line could be dynamite as well. Hoaglander yeah. was so good last night, man. Oh, I love he, me some Hoaglander. He's great. He's, he was in the so right spot every time yeah. the puck came to him. Yeah. Yeah. Led the Canucks to shots. He's a really smart player. He's um, just, he just knows where to go. On, on this note, this is a perfect time. All timer Canucks Twitter tweet today. Oh, bro, and I know the exact I, I, Yeah, yeah, it's great. I don't want to out the guy because we have, like, uh, we have MUFOs. Sure, um, and he seems like he, he means seems well. very nice and well-meaning. Sexy, you're going to love this. And this I, I, I look through his timeline, and it's, like, really well-meaning Canucks tweets. And He's a nice he, Brother, again, if you nice hear guy. this, no, wish nothing yeah. but the best for you. He yes, is getting ratioed right fun. now. Yeah, um, yeah. I have, an, I have a fun idea for <laughs> hashtag Canucks fans. What if we individually sent videos to the at Canucks saying we believe in them, especially Kuzmenko and Pedersen, who've had their struggles recently? Maybe it'll boost their spirits knowing we have their back. Thoughts? Oh, again, really well-meaning, really nice. It's just so funny imagining these pro athletes like, like Rick Tockett or some or some like Canucks social media guys like. Hey guys, uh, do you have do you have like an hour? Can you come sit down and watch? We got, we got something we want you to watch. It's an hour long video. <laughs> I, I have this like oh. really vivid memory of I was like seven years old in second grade, and I was a part of like the the Canucks for Kids like fan club. You like go to the grocery store and you got like a calendar, and then you you spent like fifteen dollars and you you got a I got a signed Pavel Bure. Like it wasn't a hockey card; it was like a small little postcard photo 
which I thought was dope and um, like a little medallion. And I remember like being in the schoolyard with my my little pals being like, I wish there was something we could do to help the Canucks be better. I wish I could like help will them to be better. And it's like, this man is having the same idea that my eight year old ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You got to think what really is going to make a Russian hockey player's day is a bunch of people mispronouncing his name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like it's so weird with the athletes. Like I get it with artists, right? Because you can say like, Hey, your art really helped me through a, a negative time or whatever. But with a a hockey player, it's like, man, I was going I was really depressed, but when I saw you score goals, it really stopped me from like maybe that exists. I don't know. I was like when I was nineteen, I was at the club, uh Tantra yeah. R.I.P. in Calgary. That's yeah. such a, okay. I, I love God, I love like Canadian cities and towns have like the horniest club names. It's so good. Tantra and um, Calgary is so funny. Yeah, no, Tantra was great, and now it's like an oyster bar. That if we want to okay. get some of the, the the problem with Calgary, um, <laughs> getting it, rid of Tantra number one. No, so we used to have like a bunch of like clubs, you know, where you like you're going to the club, you're wearing like collared shirts and shit, and then like. All us fucking millennials started working and getting money, and we said, "You know what we want? We we want to go to bars that have craft beer and play Mumford and Sons, and there's fucking picnic tables everywhere. And that's you can't go to the club anymore. It's like only fucking thirteen dollar IPAs and yeah, and uh, Avicii Hey Brother. Um, <laughs> we there's like this famous dive bar here, the Back Alley, that played like it was like a rock and roll bar, and they did like nineties night." And then when the, the great gentrification of nightclubs happened here, it got changed into a... It was the same fucking spot, but they put in, like, wood caskets of beer and called it Marquee. And then just, like, catered to the same audience. And uh, okay. then they were like, we're going to do a old, <laughs> old Valley, a back alley throwback night. And it was, like, super popular, so they just, like, fully rebranded. But anyways, I'm at Tantra. I'm shaking my ass to, like, yeah. um, TikTok gonna stop the throw the music up. <laughs> And the DJ at Tantra is like, wait, no, this is what happened first. Is I'm shaking my ass on the dance floor, and yeah. Willie Mitchell, Kyle oh. Wellwood, and Alex Burroughs walk by me. Wow. Like, you know, within, I could have grabbed onto one of their shoulders. And I get this pause. I'm like, holy fuck, it's Kyle Wellwood, Willie Mitchell, and Alex Burroughs. These are some of my favorite players from my favorite hockey team, the Vancouver Canucks. I should go talk to him. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to say? Oh, hey, man, I love it when you score goals. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not they're not here to meet the, the male. Yeah, fans, and it's though. like, like you know, if it was like a musician I loved, I'd be like, oh, man, I fucking love your music. Like, you're such an inspiration to me or whatever. It's not the same when you meet Kyle Wellwood. And then the, uh, the, the, the DJ at Tantra said, uh, we have for the Vancouver Canucks, Willie Mitchell, <laughs> Kyle Wellwood, and Alex Burrows in the house. Let's go. And then there was like a smattering of boos and then also applause. And then they were in a <laughs> VIP section and it was wild to watch. Like they just got flocked by probably 30 women and they yeah. just had their, their pick, I guess. 
And then I'm in the crowd and I'm like trying to give him tips. Like, you gotta get the shot around the goal, yeah. up and around. It's called the it's called the Michigan. I've seen people do it. <laughs> Quit holding oh, on to your stick so hard. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. That's... But overall, overall, good game. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, w- I wish they had won. Obviously, wish they had at least gotten it to overtime. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a. One of the better games this year. There have been some good games this year. So. I remember my other point. Yeah. The Sharks were just coming off a 6-3 loss to San Jose. Oh, the uh, the Devils. Yeah. So that That's was, the one. It was yeah. going to be a bounce back. What did I say? The yeah. Sharks were coming off? No, no, yeah. The yeah. Devils were coming off a 6-3 loss to the Sharks. Um, so I wasn't surprised that they were motivated to kick some ass. Yeah. Um, That's a must-win game. You can't yeah. Yeah. Just like similarly, I think the Canucks will be very motivated when they play Minnesota tomorrow, right? I would I would hope so. Is that is that a home game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Minnesota is not looking too good either. No, so. they, they I think they're like third in the league giving shots up per game. So they're they're undefeated yeah. since peppered. hiring their new coach though. Okay. Oh right, I forgot they they did hire John Hines. Yeah. yeah. New York yeah. Rangers legend. Yeah. Hockey well, is so wild about that. Like, you guys have no problems firing a coach a couple games into the season. That's the only thing you do. Yeah. Well, but they never, they almost never hire a new coach, it feels like. I mean, I, I anecdotally. They're getting slightly uh, they're getting, better. They're like, getting better. And, and I know statistically they, they do, but it, it really does feel like it's the same, like, seven guys. Uh, Claude Julian's still jobs. unemployed. Oh, that's Elaine Vino retired. Yeah. I, well, what happened today with with Ottawa and Michelle Terrian? Oh, did they did they did they hire him? I saw that like there was a a piece of news um, where he might be like an advisor to DJ Smith. Okay, was it was it Terrian or was it was it someone else? I th- I thought uh, there, no, it's um it's jo- uh Jacques, it's Jacques Lemaire. Jacques, uh, or, or Jacques, yeah, Jacques Martin. God, I, I confuse all the French Canadian coaches. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, are you saying it, it was? And Jacques uh, Martin was a Senators coach, I think, before as well. So, yeah, they had a big um, press conference, and he Jacques Martin is the senior advisor to the coaching staff. Okay, I I haven't thought about him for a long time. Yeah, yeah me he's neither. Been I mean, he's 71 years old. He's been around for a while. So a job like that has to be so sick. Cause really, what is your role? What are your responsibilities? As, as like, like an advisor, I think it's just like the same as being like a consultant. It's like nothing. Or, <laughs> or is he just there for like when they fire DJ Smith? He's just like the oh, guy maybe. in case we fire someone. Like, yeah. Just say, no guys, we got, he's working on it. He's, he's getting ready. Oh man, yeah. They're like, I don't know what's going on over there either. Well, they're it's, last it's been, place in the Atlantic, man. It's been and, a it's been a weird year over. I mean, I guess it's not weird that Ottawa sucks, but people had expectations for them. It is a little weird. Right? It feels like t- last year they had sort of expectations, and then this year real expectations, and both years just completely stunk. Yeah, I I saw a really funny graph of like Leafs fans versus Sens fans expectations. And oh yeah. It's like the Sens are always like super high in the summer and then it immediately plummets for the entire season and then it goes back up in the summer. And then the Leafs are like very low, very low, very low. There's like a little blip in the playoffs and it goes back down again and it continues to be low. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I, oh, man. It's weird with like those 
kind of bubble teams in the East, mm-hmm. like between Detroit, uh, Ottawa, and Buffalo. They're all teams yeah. that are like younger, trying to make the next step. And I think out of all of them, I would have picked Detroit last to like, I would have take Buffalo that next first, step. I think, and then and then yeah. Ottawa, and then Detroit. And Detroit's record is like almost the same as the Canucks so far this year. Detroit looks pretty good. They're a really fun team. They're a very fun team. Yeah, they just got Patrick Kane, I think. Yeah, yeah he's he going to make his debut tomorrow, against a shitty team. Yeah. Uh, but it's coming up. Do, do they play a shitty team soon? I think mm-hmm. he's. I think he's playing the next game. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Is yeah. Oh, it's San Jose. Okay. okay yeah. yeah. There that makes go. sense. Yeah. That's <laughs> like a. That's like sending him down to the AHL for a conditioning stint. So. Um, nice little warm up game. Get a skate around league, for a bit. couple yeah. shots. Points percentage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Detroit Red Wings have a better points percentage than the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. They have a six forty six. They are six okay. in the league by points percentage. All right. 20 goal differential. 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. What the hell is going on? They're, they're a fun team. They are a fun... It's, yeah, it's, Dylan Larkin. I like yeah. him a lot. Mm-hmm. Debrinket. Fast. Really good. Yeah. yeah like, is Debrinket uh, the Lucas, difference Lucas there? I, mean, I think so. He's he's a very good scorer. Well, they just signed... They signed, like, so many, like, depth guys as well. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? But it's like, I guess it is kind of working. But also, their young guys are really yeah. good. Yeah. So. Like, they, they lack that, like, super top end talent i think like yeah lucas raymond and dylan larkin and are really good players but they're not yeah jack hughes and they're not yeah. nathan mckinnon you know so yeah but maybe they can just be like a jacked up version of that seattle team that did well last year right yeah why not give it a go um uh, um any predictions for tomorrow before we go Ooh. uh and and sex j if you have any predictions for for minnesota vancouver I'm going to say Vancouver scores five goals. Okay. And they win. I'm going to say yeah. they win. Bounce back. I'm going I'm to stick with, yeah, I like the sound of that. I'll say 5-3 Canucks. Let, let, let's think of something bold. Ooh, it mm. could just be like a beatdown. I mean, we haven't oh. had one of those for a little bit. Hoglander scores two goals. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I love it. Now you're yeah. speaking my language. Someone's looking to get invited back on the program. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking good last night. I, I, got, I got one game bias. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks, Jay. Where can, uh, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you Plug can find me shit. on the... Uh, the old Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash crucified scoop. Um, also, I'm on Twitter, uh, most crucified on there. Um, yeah, so yeah, I hang out on Twitch pretty much all day, every day these days. So yeah, come vibe. We do all sorts of things on there. You watched along Wonderful. with the game, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was watching the first two periods of the game. Yeah, I do, I do like to just sit there and play a video game and then have a game on the side while I watch and just chill. Perfect. Hell yeah. All right. All well, right. that was a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening to, once again, your sports or your hockey podcast, favorite hockey podcast. <laughs> We're the Velvet Underground of, uh, of Canucks Podcasts. That's right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>